Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. That is Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. Hope you had a great holiday weekend and logan uh it's time time to get ready for a football game uh time to get ready for a season it's here it's week one yeah it's pretty exciting and like in classic nfl fashion you know like the the week one's going to be interesting even though it's against like a team that's just okay so you know always always fun storylines in the nfl and it's good to be talking about football finally so for sure. So uh, we will preview the game itself later in the week. Right now, though, kind of a season preview, answering some of the biggest questions, and then we'll end with some of the season total over-unders, you know, Sam Howell touchdowns, Terry McLaurin receptions, all that kind of stuff at the end of the podcast. Um, let's start, though, with this one from Josh Stack on Twitter. He said, no love from the national pundits for the team this year. Is it Ashburn syndrome to think the team will be a playoff-caliber competitive team? I mean, kind of. I mean, like like when you take take a step back, right, and just like look at it from a national pundit's perspective, which we've talked about, like you're starting a fifth-round quarterback. And and it's not that he's untalented. It's not that he hasn't been good. But like the history and the track record of even rookie first-round quarterbacks playing really high-level football is not great. So you kind of have to count that in. So let's say Sam throws for – 25 touchdowns and 15 interceptions like that's a pretty good year but it's like kind of middle be of the one road. of the best years a quarterback here has had a, right a decade right but it's like you know is that enough to win you a whole bunch of games i don't know so there's that i think the o-line kind of mixing up um is interesting you know in terms of like you're having what is it four new starters and like guys have been in the organization obviously cause have been here Sadiq's been here, but four new starters with in terms of position and what they're doing. That's that's like usually not a great sign. Um, obviously, a new play caller is a big thing. Like there is a, it takes time to learn new offenses. It takes time to get stuff installed. So I'd say like that's something that I'm really um, kind of keeping an eye on. You know, it's just like if if you're if you're if you're someone outside looking in, you're not watching practice every day. Like those things are tough. They're they're really really tough. And then when you look at the 
the variance in defensive production year to year, which is so closely tied to strength of schedule, this strength of schedule is much harder than it was last year. So, you, you know, nationally, you're probably expecting some type of defensive regression, even though that group looks really, really good. So it's like all of those things kind of culminate in this, well, you know, they, they might be a talented team. They might be good. They might have upside, but 2023 doesn't look like it's going to be a very, very productive year for them. Now, like I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that they're going to outperform that because of what EB's done this off season um, and what EB can do or what I've seen EB do just from like, you know, what, what that Kansas City offense has the potential to bring, what a West Coast offense in general does for a young quarterback, how Sam has performed. I think they'll exceed expectations. The The question is like, what does that look like? Is that 10 wins? Is that, you know, nine? Because like right now I think they have us winning six games. Is that correct? Six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah. So, and I think it's tough. Like the, the schedule's tough this year. So it's not like I don't think it's – I think it's a little bit of aspirin. I think it's a little bit of, you know, the the kind of national perspective on the team. But I do think – I think some of that stuff is warranted. I mean, and I'm not talking bad about the organization. I love what they've done. I think they're at a good spot. But there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. And we have not played an actual football game yet. So, like, they'll, they'll remain unanswered probably till like, week five or six. So, Yeah, I mean, everything you said is true. But I don't think it's Ashburn syndrome to think this team could be playoff competitive when they were last season and their offense stunk. Like, that's the thing that I think gets missed by the national pundits is people think this was like a four-win team last year or something. It wasn't. They were an 8-8-1 football team. And Carson Wentz, who was abysmal, started six games. And Taylor wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire, although he figured out enough to win. And then, obviously, uh, Carson comes back in that Cleveland game and Kaputz goes the season. But the offense in general was incredibly unproductive, even when they found ways to win games. And the defense didn't even start that well. And they won eight games. And so I know the strength of schedule is harder. I would be stunned if the offense isn't better, if not... Like, I think the upside is significantly better. But I think, at minimum, they are better and I think the defense is going to be better this year if this John Allen plantar fasciitis doesn't linger, which is a gigantic question mark. I mean, the linebacker is also a huge question mark, but they had that question last year. Um, I think the secondary is going to be better this year. Like it, what it was post William Jackson III um, is, was a totally different uh, group back there. And I think that they will be closer to that, even if you have a rookie starting in Emmanuel Forbes. But I just, to, to say that if the threshold is playoff caliber competitive, to me, yeah, that's the minimum expectation. If they're not that, then there's going to be massive changes, and there should be massive changes because of the talent level on this team. And that's not me wishing for that to happen by any stretch of the imagination. Um, clearly, I would rather cover a winner, and I don't like seeing people lose their jobs, yada, yada, yada. But realistically, with the talent that they have, and what they've been building over the last couple of years, and with what I think the enemy is capable of, I think they should be playoff caliber competitive. It's going to be hard, but they should. Like that's that's not an outrageous thought to have. Yeah, but I think it's like when you say should. Like the reason you're saying should is because of all the question marks that we just discussed, right? And and I think also you look around the division and you say like Philadelphia, like probably the best team in the division. I think Dallas got a lot better with the addition of like uh, Dalvin Cooks and. Uh, Stephon Gilmore in the back end. And and again, that doesn't make them uh, not, a perfect uh, Brandon but, Cooks you're talking about on the wide receiver. What did I say? Yeah, what did I say? 
Da- yeah, Brandon Cooks, excuse me. Yeah, Dal- um, Dalvin's playing running back for the Jets. Yeah, so, you know, I'd say, like, they've gotten better, you know. And, and again, like, I- I'm not saying this is a bad team, but, you know, you start a rookie corner. Like, they're going to go through their lumps, right? You mentioned the linebackers. Like, we've been kind of up and down on them. The health of the defensive line, we haven't even talked about Chase. Like, they're it's it's NFL football, right? I was talking yeah. with the guys, um, you know, um, Santana and Fred, another podcast about this and like there's no like easy layup wins and this team is definitely one that's not built for like easy layup wins the way like Kansas City is right where you're just like better than everybody you have the best player in football on your team you got a great scheme you've got a team that's built to and knows how to win like we're not quite there yet I am optimistic like I do think that having EB here is very very valuable you know but I do think like I think there's a little bit of rose-colored glasses with this, a little bit, you know, because like you're assuming that um, you're assuming that Sam Howe plays good football, you know, and I think that that is that I mean, can kind be a of, bit... but I'm just I'm not even so, saying that. Like, I'm, you, I'm was... assuming that he's playing better football than Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke did. Last what was year, the touchdown exactly interception ratio ball. for those three guys last year, or two, two guys together? That that would be my question. And does because I, I remember I looked this up earlier this offseason, like that's a pretty good ratio, you know. It wasn't like amazing, but it was like pretty good and does Sam outperform that and it's it's it would be a crazy kind of a cra- I think it would be precedent setting for a young player to to throw like that so when hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This was 11 to 9. Okay. Um, and Taylor Heineke was... Heineke was 12 to 6. 12 to 6. All right, so that's... So it's 23, 23 to 15. 15. So does he do that? That's a good year for a young player. You yeah. Know? Like, and then, but it's but also like against, that's, against that's tougher one part of the equation, though. Like, obviously, you know, how do you move the ball? You know, drives can get finished in other ways. Sure. Um, but, but it just, it, man, I don't know, man. I just, but, but it, but the process it, I, last I, I, year was so I, bad. I guess what I'm saying is it feels that way because we watch it every day. You know, if we didn't watch it every day and we were just national media, we'd be like, no way, no way that's going to work. You got a guy calling plays for the first time in his whole career. You got a guy who's installing his own offense for the first time. Historically, those things take time to develop. Sam Howell, like everyone agrees he's talented now. You know, everyone saw that that Monday night game. Everyone's super jazz, fired up, whatever it is. But like he's a young football player. Young quarterbacks have an acclimation period. You're starting four new people on the offensive line. Like it is not... It's not just like a walk-in playoff-ready team here. There are questions that need to be answered. Now, I think Juan Castillo and Travell Wharton have done a great job with the O-line. I think that group's going to exceed expectation. But do I think that they're going to exceed expectation because I watch them every single day? Probably. Do I think Sam's going to exceed expectation because I watch him every day and I go to Ashburn all the time? Probably. Am I stoked on AB because I see him every day? Probably. So that's what I'm saying. I think there is a little bit of shine because we're out there all the time, Craig. And like, that's, I'm not sure. saying it's right or wrong, but I'm saying like, that's why I think there's this tremendous optimism because we have a little bit more information, but that information comes not knowing what Philly's practices look like 
or what Dallas's practices look like. So I think that's kind of where I'm at is like, we have all this information around our team, but like, we don't have information about the other teams in the division even to kind of say, right. oh, like this is like what it would look like, I guess. So here's, here's my question though, is like, we have the information and while we don't have it about the other teams, what we have on, on this team is good. It's not like, you know, like if this team is executing at a high level in practice and this team is, you know, doing the right things and this team is sharp, like at what point does it not, not that it doesn't matter what the other teams are doing, but like if this team executes well and the talent here is better than people outside who don't know think it is, like doesn't that give us a knowledge advantage? And I think do think sometimes you get way caught up in your own stuff and you know there's obviously an objectivity that is very helpful and the more you know about the more things, ideally you can come to better conclusions. Yeah. But it, it like what it, it would be different to me if we saw this team every day and we're like, I don't know, they're pretty mixed bag, like they're actually not that sharp, they're not on top of the details, but they're talented, so let's see how it goes when they go up against other teams what we've seen is a team that is on the screws on a lot of the stuff that sure. we have missed or been missing here in the past. And so if other outside pundits don't have that information to me, that's like, that's where they're underselling this team. And we actually have a, an advantage there. It doesn't mean it's going to, you know, not be hard to face Philadelphia or Dallas or, or, you know, Buffalo in week three or whoever you want to throw, you know, talk about, but, like the the stuff that has been problematic here in the past where we've seen it even in preseason and in training camp has not been as bad this year and in some areas has been pretty damn good and that to me is is the biggest difference and i would say to you um you know i, I think this probably comes from having been on different teams with different organizations different off seasons that type of stuff is you always think you're doing the right stuff you always think you're ahead of the curve like even when it's bad you always think you're progressing. There's like this confidence about it. And I think because of our proximity, we're kind of infected by that, by that optimism, you know, because like it, to, to really know like, oh, oh, it's sharp here. Right. And I know it's sharp because I've seen multiple training camps, but maybe Kansas City. That's what I'm sharper. saying. Like, it's but, not maybe, like maybe, but maybe, but maybe, uh, let me finish my thought. So maybe Kansas City's even sharper or Philly's even sharper. And like mm -hmm. the standard of what excellence looks like or what elite offenses or what elite groups look like or what elite skill position groups look like looks and feels different. Like we're like, oh man, John's balling in camp, but everybody's got a guy who's balling in camp. One of their one receivers, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Does, Terrell does Pryor, one of the greatest training camps I've ever seen in my life. And so, and so that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying is that it's just, I'm not saying that our evaluation is incorrect. Our evaluation is incomplete is what I would say. And that incomplete evaluation, and it's not our fault. We can't go to Philly's training camp. We can't go to Dallas's training camp. We don't know what that looks like. Like, so we don't, we just have this information. And so there's nothing to say, like, uh, it's easy to say, oh yeah, the O-line's looking way sharp. They're, they're improving. They're exceeding expectations. And then we go to Philly and we're like, oh, well, like that O-line's amazing. And that quarterback's amazing. And that skill group's amazing. And I'm not saying that's one of the better teams in football. That, that's one of the better rosters in football. So you probably would say that, but because of our proximity, our evaluation is incomplete. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like we've got good skill position players. Yes. But so does everybody else in the division, maybe not uh, the giants, but 
we were like, oh, optimistic about the O-line because we all thought they were going to be terrible and they've exceeded that slightly. But are they a good offensive line would be my question. And you just go around, around like look at Philly's O-line compared to our O-line or look at the Giants' O-line compared – or defensive line, excuse me. And it's like the what is the deviation? What is the separation between those groups? It's really hard to tell because we haven't watched those other practices would be my thought. So it's I'm not saying that we're, we're wrong or that our evaluation's poor of the roster. I'm just saying it's we don't have other information. And because of that lack of other information, you're going to bias to what you know. I got a funny story. So when I used to take Spanish in high school, I was terrible at Spanish. Like I'm a bad speller. I'm not good with other languages, right? And I would get the Scantron and I'd look down and I'd be like, oh, I know that word, that Spanish word. That's got to be the answer. And you bias to things that you're familiar with, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think we just naturally bias towards the commanders in this case. Again, so there is a little bit of rose color. I do think that doesn't that doesn't dissuade me from thinking that they can be good. But I also think there's a lot of really, really good football teams around the NFL. And we just don't know, especially with the strength of schedule change, like how good this team can be. And it, it's, it's just an unknown thing at this point, I think. Yeah, I hear you. I, I would just say this. This is my last, my last uh, ditch, you know, pushback on here. The Baltimore practice went really well, and that is the one. I mean, obviously, they also went three and zero in the preseason. That means nothing because the majority of the snaps in those games are played by guys that are no longer wearing the uniforms of the teams that were on the field those days. Um, they've all been cut. You get the point. Um, however, the Baltimore practice, like you see, by the way, the difference in an elite quarterback and what Sam Howell is. Like Howell did well in those practices but Lamar was you go whoa like that dude is that's different like you can see it but you watch Jahan Cook you know the Ravens guys now by day two they were didn't have any of their guys left but like day one you know going against the Marlon Humphreys whatever like he and Terry like they did well Curtis you know on down the line you're like oh yeah these guys are really really good um you see the offensive line hold up better than we thought they would. They actually look better in those practices than they did against the commander's D line, which makes you think that, Oh, maybe this commander's D line is actually as good as advertised. And this offensive line maybe isn't struggling as much as we, we thought they're just facing one of the best D lines in football. So I think the Baltimore practice tells us something. And also, I don't know. I I just, I, I just go to the threshold of the question here is really what I'm saying. I'm not trying to convince anybody. This is a 10, 11, 12 win team. Um, I think if they stay abundantly healthy, which they're already not, um, and catch a couple of breaks, like, could they? Sure. I agree. Predict that? Absolutely not. Um, but playoff caliber competitive. Yeah, I think they should be. I don't think they're a six win team. Um, I know Vegas says they're, you know, six or seven win team and Vegas is not wrong very often, but I, I tend to think that they're going to be better than that. I think maybe that's maybe where I'm getting caught up. Maybe the roster's playoff talented, but there are some limitations to the roster in terms of youth at the quarterback position, inexperience with the play caller, you know, offensive line health that makes you say, Hey, cause like the other thing you look at is you look at the schedule and you say, you know, which quarterbacks are they playing this year? And they're playing a bunch of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I know you have to look at strength of schedule, but also, I mean, that's a huge thing. Schedule. It is, but like, it's also, we don't actually know what the strength of the schedule is. It's we know true. what it looks like right now, but if, you I'm know, I'm not even talking about like where the, I'm just saying quarterbacks. Like, right. But like, at, if by Christmas Eve, Zach Wilson's playing instead of Aaron Rodgers, that's a very, very different schedule. It's a very different schedule, 100%. But I'm just saying, like, as of this second, Sure. As of right now, 
it's hard. There's there's a lot of good quarterbacks on, and like again, I, I don't, I agree. Like there's a lot of variation, there's a lot of flexibility with other positions, but if you're a top ten quarterback, top five quarterback, like usually those guys win football games, and we're playing a couple of those guys this year. So that's Definitely. that's just my thought. I think that's the other thing that needs to be considered in this in this equation. But I agree with you. Like I think it's a talented team. I think they're competitive. I love what EB's doing. I love the maturation at all all spots. But I'm also ready to acknowledge that like. Um, it's it's an incomplete evaluation like uh, it's it's a proximity bias type thing so i, no, I just definitely. i just think that's it's important for fans to kind of keep that in mind in terms of like managing expectations like i expect this to be a team that's in a lot of games that last year they wouldn't have been in just because the okay. coaching is going to be better but like does that manifest into a playoff push i don't know it's a team that i expect to be hovering around 500 the entire year I and, think that's probably fair and then maybe you know, if you I get lucky to... like to your point if you get like a couple breaks things fall yeah. your way not a not a bad spot. Maybe you're pull like, an upset or pull an upset or two. Have yeah. you know get lucky on the injury front, either for you or against somebody sure. else. Like yeah. yeah, but I don't I don't think this is a team that we're going to look up and be like, God, they're they're way out of the playoff picture. They're four games under five hundred. You know, I, that's just not a place I anticipate this team being at any point this season. But we'll sure. see. Yeah, we'll um, see. That's that's why they play the games. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.